Drayton, North Dakota isn't a big place. In the category of small towns, it's well on the small side. A little more than 800 people, sometimes probably a little less. There's a sugar refinery, and it once had so many championship baseball teams, the governor declared it the capital of the sport in the state. Since 1901, it's also had a curling club, a curling club that just a few years ago wasn't what anyone would call a great place to curl. Sometimes the ice turned to water. There was a sinkhole in the house on sheet four that sent every draw shot towards the boards, and the compressor ran about as well as a 1982 Chevy Citation. What Drayton, North Dakota has, though, is a sense of community and an understanding that the curling club was a big part of that. So a few years ago, some guys who grew up playing there, left for a while, and then moved back, decided to make that curling club a place they could be proud of. They stopped trying to limp through another season and went for a full-on, top-to-bottom renovation fueled by black coffee, donated diesel fuel, and an army of volunteers. This is their story. Dakota, it's Tom Gradulewski and Tom Halcrow from the Drayton Curling Club. Guys, welcome to the whole spiel. Thank you so much for having us, Dean, and much appreciated. Hey, I'm thrilled to have you two guys on here, especially now I think I got Tom's, I think I might have got both Tom's names right or just a little bit long, but happy, wrong, but happy to have you both. (laughs) And the reason I've got you on here is you're from the town of Drayton, North Dakota. We've heard plenty of stories about small towns like yours where curling clubs sort of fade away uh, and yours is a particular success story that I want people to know about. So um, I guess I'll start with Tom Gradulewski because you're the first guy I spoke to about this. You, you're from Drayton, you moved away, you came back and you found the curling club was like what? Well, so I curled all throughout high school um, and then uh, moved away in 2003, came back in 2012 and not much had changed the club minus the memberships uh, sliding. Uh, we were down to only about six teams in one league. Um, so wasn't much left. Um, the ice had basically stayed the same. Um, no forward progress there. Um, so, uh, yeah, I just started spearheading a bunch of projects here at the club. And uh, we started raising money and everybody kind of got a little more fire under them. And, uh, yeah, here we are today. So. Yeah, it's uh, so when did when did you start lighting that fire? When did you two 20, guys start lighting the fire? Twenty what? So twenty twelve. Um, yeah, I actually got voted in as president when I wasn't here. Um, yeah, I. <laughs> That's I how it often as, happens. Yeah, I know. I <laughs> I wasn't I wasn't here. I got a phone call that night and said, "Hey, you're president now, so good luck." <laughs> um, which I was I was stoked. I was like, "All right, let's let's do some let's do some good things." So yeah. um, it, it just really, really snowballed and uh, man, it turned into something pretty wild. So you guys actually, you, you closed for a while and basically redid the whole club, right? You used to be a four yep. sheet club. Now we're looking out on your three really nice sheets. 
right. what was involved in that process? What do you have to do? Oh my goodness. <laughs> what didn't we Where do, do we start? <laughs> so it all, it all started with, uh, um, I think it was the fall of 18, um, or was it spring of 18. We, we decided as a group that we wanted to do this project. Um, our ice was so bad that we would have to flood constantly or do controlled okay. melts. We, yeah, we were flooding mid bonch meals. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Midway mid, mid, through. Saturday, Saturday night. We're pushing back the evening draw because we have to do a little flood. Yeah, just a little flood. Sorry about that. <laughs> won't, won't be long. Yeah, yeah. Just just hang tight with us here. Um, no, that's not even a joke that happened the last bond spiel. And that was the that was the icing on the cake. We're like, all right, we got to do something different. Um, our floor was just terrible. There was just huge cracks in the concrete. So it frosty, something fierce. Um, so we just said, all right, uh, as a group, we decided we're doing this thing. And our, our goal was one year. Uh, we wanted to be curling the next year. Um, but the way COVID worked out, um, everybody was canceling their seasons anyways. So we decided, right. Hey, like, let's just keep, keep going forward with different project. Cause we were just about done with our concrete when the time frame yep. came and we were like, okay, we can, we could probably get our ice, but you know, we want to do dehumidification. We want to do our ceiling. We want to do our tin on the exterior of the building. So we decided to just cancel the season and keep working. Um, so it ended up being about 17 months is that we actually worked on it. It really was a silver lining having, having most other clubs in the area closed for uh, yeah. the whole pandemic deal. Cause it, it gave us an excuse to, like Tom said, take a little more time and, and really ultimately do it right. In the end. Yeah. 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 It could be, if it was normal times, you'd probably be eager to get it going and you might have exactly. a few corners in the end. You didn't have to, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and that's just it. We, we, uh, the, the crew, the main crew decided, um, let's do this absolutely 100% to spec as anybody would do it. That it was doing a, an installation, like you hired a contractor to do it because we did right. it all ourselves. Um, the only thing we didn't do was the actual con- concrete pour. Um, that we hired out uh, a company out of Frazee called Gemstone Masonry. The, con- the concrete floor you did, you got froze. We, we, we did, we did all the framing and everything. They, they yeah. did just the pour and finish. They did an excellent okay. job. Yeah, yeah. We, I mean, we that's installed, important to get the floor right. So yeah, we installed all the pipe, uh, you know, pipes, headers, rebar, the whole shebang. We did it wow. all. All. Um, so, and, but this, was, this, you were working with the existing building, right? You were trying yes. to modify it. Yeah. Yep. So that must yeah, have been So basically what's how it started is we had to take out all of our old pipes and sand out of the top. Then we had to crush out the old concrete, which was anywhere from three to 20 inches thick. <laughs> you know, they did an absolute wild poor job. In three the, to it, 20 it was like, inches. It was yeah, like, this'll do. Yeah, this is, <laughs> looks good, boys. Yeah. Some rebar, some not. Yeah, so that was the late 50s when they poured that concrete. Sure. So it was pretty toasted out, So which was <laughs> yeah. great, but it still took us three days to get the concrete out. Um, 50 loads or something like that? Yeah, it was, uh, it was 50 semi-loads of concrete and clay and sand, what wow. we hauled out of here. Not to mention another... 20 or 30 loads of pipe and sand and garbage and with, a, with a volunteer crew of how many yeah, yeah, yeah. it was crazy yeah. um but uh but yeah so then once we actually got it down to grade um that's when the actual work started um mm-hmm. because it had you know 60 years of water that had seeped underneath the floor 
because yeah. there was no drain or anything like that. So it just went straight down. So we had to come in here with a, a field cultivator and a little <laughs> tractor, and we just kept running around trying to dry it out. We did that for a couple of weeks before it actually got to a point where you could walk on it. It was just, okay. like, it was just yeah, it was soup. Yeah. yeah. So you basically yeah. tilled it. Is that, we did. Yeah. Is that, yeah. That's we the only farming plans. term I know. Did you till it? <laughs> yes, we did. Yeah, yeah, we were gonna plant something okay. in it, but uh, yeah, yeah. No, no, it's no fans, sunlight. Fans blowing, trying to get air in there, and uh, yeah, actually found a well, which uh, makes sense now. Yep. Before this building was built, whatever was here before, there was a well or a cistern or something like that. And oh, really? It was in the corner of our building under our foundation. Not a great spot for a well. <laughs> but when when our ice was heaving, and when it, then when we had melt. It, a lot of it ran into this corner and we didn't know where it was going and we found it. Yep. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That was actually after, after a number of missed draws over there. Yeah. 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 We get it now. Yeah. That's going yeah. to the well. Yeah. It's going to the well. <laughs> yep. And it was, it was crazy. Cause I was actually uh, running the excavator around the perimeter. We were actually installing drain tile and install insulation. And wow. I made a scoop and it just kept going. And I'm like, <laughs> what in the world's going on here? And sure enough, we dug it all out and it was a probably 15, 20 foot deep well that was probably pipes five, six feet width. And yeah, there was old utilities running into it. So, so we here's the only thing, the way listening to you guys talk about it, I think you also had some fun doing this though. Oh my gosh. It was an absolute <laughs> riot. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was fun, but yeah, it's, uh, and it's crazy. We, I was actually sat down on my phone and I was going through the steps, um, you know, every step, how, how we did it and the snafus that we had. And it was, it's absolutely insane. You know, I mean, yeah, there, our headers ended up uh, getting, they ran through a hurricane. Yeah, they, um, got, they were in New Orleans. Yeah. We yeah. Were, so to pour our cement, we had a, a pour date and yeah. uh, we had to push it back because we wanted to have our headers in and everything. So we got pressurized in case we pop something during the pour. And yeah. Like Tom says, our headers came out of New Orleans area. They got hit by a hurricane. They didn't even know where they were. Yeah, they couldn't uh, call them, so they didn't know where they where they were at. Pipes were coming out of Canada, north of Maine, somewhere. The truck broke down. Who knows where? Yeah, know. New, Newfoundland. <laughs> so, so yeah, the pipes were coming from a long ways away. The truck so broke some down. supply chain issues. Yeah, a little bit. Our uh, our compressor we had an, we had ordered, and two days before um, it was supposed to show up, the guy called me and told me that he hadn't ordered a single component for it. So we had to find a you new told compressor. told me this story. So yep. I want to give it some good some good players. So you had the compressor on order. Yep. I was supposed to be putting it together, apparently, right? Yes. Yep. Two days we were... before, he says, well, I've taken your money, but I haven't ordered a single part. <laughs> yes. He fully was joshing us the whole time that he actually was working on it. So, right. <laughs> so we, we went to actually one other guy, myself, went to look, see what he actually had before he told us he had nothing. Yeah. And he showed us two random compressors. And uh, luckily, we were savvy enough about the project. We knew these weren't the ones we ordered. And I called Tom. <laughs> I said, Tom, I don't know if something's fishy here. I, I don't think he's got anything. And uh, yeah, before I left this guy's place, I said, well, everything looks real good. And then five minutes later, Tom calls him and says, we want our money back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so so it all. yeah, we, uh, I mean, the what really put us over the top was we were trying to build our condenser stand outside. <laughs> And we needed to know the dimensions. And he had told me that they had the compressors and the condenser. Everything was there. They were waiting for the chiller barrel. That's what he told me. Yeah. And this was weeks of this. And yeah. finally, I was like, hey, like, you have to give us the dimensions on this deal because we're 
it's going to freeze up. We're not going to be able to drill our holes anymore. And right. uh, he's like, uh, eight by 16. And I'm like, <laughs> that seems huge. Whatever. <laughs> so we built this eight by 16. You could land an aircraft on it. I mean, it is absolutely oh, huge. It's stout. Solid. Yeah. Turns out it wasn't the right size for the new plant that's coming in. <laughs> but but that's that was the kisser where I was like, something's really fishy. Like if he had it in stock, why wouldn't he just go back there and measure it? You know? Right. So yeah. um so we asked for so wait, we gotta you asked you and you realize the guy's not coming through. You asked yep. for your money back because then it gets even more interesting. <laughs> yeah. So we we asked for our sixty-three thousand dollars back. You're planning a wedding at this time. I, I'm literally getting married in two days. <laughs> And so he's like, okay, I'll send it. So he sends us like half of it. And I call him immediately and say, Hey, that's not the full amount. Where's the rest. And he's like, Oh, well, you know, I don't know about these compressors. I might not be able to get them, you know, take them back and yada, yada. And uh, I just said, Hey, at one o'clock on Friday, if the money isn't there, we're coming to get it. And so <laughs> this really guy, yeah, tell you what, Tom, guy, I'm, I'm terrified right now listening to you yeah, say that. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> um, this guy and uh, one of my cousins, Andy Graduleski, another one of the big, uh, big helpers. Or big... Oh, you bring in the Graduleskis. Oh, it's, yeah. Uh, well, yeah. you come with double Graduleskis. You watch out. Yeah, yeah. It's done. So, um, yeah, they went down there at 1 o'clock Friday, and he, we, it was good cop, bad cop. We totally, totally good cop. I was just real nice. I talked to the guy quite a bit in the past. And, uh -huh. uh, and Andy, uh, who who's constantly he's a smoker, I swear he was eating his cigarette, staring at the guy, <laughs> just power moving it, you know, not even smoking them, right. just chewing them. Yeah. And and he looked he looked mean. Like he, you weren't going to turn him down. He wanted the money. Right. And and yeah, the, that night within like four or five hours, the money was in our account. Tom went and got married, and uh, yeah, we, we on did. our way with this other. Uh, Berg Chillers out of Canada. Yeah, they were great to work with. Got it expedited to us as quickly as possible. Yeah, they got us a full operational plant in four months. Which yeah, like Bird Chillers were out of Manitoba, Winnipeg, or somewhere near. Yeah, there. well, yeah, they they have a place out of Winnipeg there, but uh, okay. yeah, they were they were good to work with. Um, and they they said, hey, you know, normal lead times six to ten months. So yeah. and they crushed it out in four, and uh, we got it they, in, and it's a great system. They, they came through big time. And that leads us up to where, where we left off here about trying to get it through the border. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then, of course, that got snagged at the border for two weeks because of COVID. You know, the plant had COVID. So <laughs> so that pushed our whole system back again. Yeah. yeah. Right. Tons you had snaffles. this overbuilt stand still, right? So you got an overbuilt oh, yeah. stand for this thing? Yeah. <laughs> well, this, yeah, the stand is... We're thinking about having a dance on it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. We holding a dance. Right. You could, yeah. have, you could have bands in a concert on yeah. it, maybe. Yeah. Basically. Outside. Yeah. So, and it turns out the condenser sits like six feet in the air. So there's only four little <laughs> tiny legs that sit on it. So it looks even worse. <laughs> so but, I like know, it. I think you got to put that, you got to put that on your snow, Facebook yeah. page, a picture of it. So I want to yeah. see how that's working out. For sure. So, For sure. so you get that in. So now, so now at that point, you're good to go. When was that? What day? Okay. So that, no, we had like a million things to do after that. So we got the plant <laughs> right. in. Um, then we had to get all the piping hooked up. Um, so one of our old members, not old member, he's still kind of a member. He was a plumber, just started his yeah. own business. So he did all of the uh, fusion welding for all of our HDPE, which is the in-floor pipe. And then he did all the fusion welding on the big six-inch six stuff too. So then got all yeah. that hooked up. Um, then the rest of the utilities hooked up, got the glycol in the system, got all the air out. Um, then, uh, then from there we did our ceiling, we put, uh, an E ceiling in, 
Uh, we did tin on the exterior of the building, repainted <laughs> all the, repainted all the blue. Um, then we had to get our walkways back in, got the walkways in, got those cleaned up. And then we had to stain those, stain those, did the Thompson water sealer, build new stairs. So yeah, there was a thousand things we did afterwards. With, um, with see, our, I just glossed over that stuff. Then you're ready to go, right? Yeah. yeah then we were at the chiller. Our, uh, so we had a real dry summer this past summer. It wasn't until in the fall it started to rain a little bit. We'd never been in the building in the summer much at all. Uh -huh. Obviously, this last summer we we're in here a lot. When it did start to rain, uh, we we didn't intend on putting tin on our building immediately. Right. That was down the road. Well, we go up into our fall ceiling in our attic, and it's raining inside. Oh, really? <laughs> so we grabbed every Tupperware, every bowl, bucket <laughs> out of the kitchen, everything we could find, and we had buckets everywhere catching these drips. Uh, really? Luckily, uh, two of our members are carpenters. One owns the lumber yard, and the other, his brother, is a carpenter, and they. They slapped in on this place in like no time, yeah. four days or oh, something. Right. What the problem was, was that, so before without our E ceiling, which is basically just a water, water barrier, yeah. um, it was, it would just drip through the insulation and end up on our floor and it wasn't a big deal. Yeah. We had a sand floor. Yeah. yeah. We had a sand floor, which whatever. But once we got the vapor barrier up, then the water it was dripping <laughs> down and pooling on right. on our e ceiling a nice news yeah. so we were like okay well that's the next thing it's going to just rip the whole thing down <laughs> yeah so, if you hadn't got up in the attic you might have come in and it just right yeah if you hadn't got up in the attic you might have come in and the ceiling was collapsing right oh, so, exactly. for sure would have been yeah but it's all yeah. things that were like you know you didn't really think about that when we did no. the e ceiling we're like this looks great and of course when we did the e ceiling <laughs> then you got to put in new lights and yeah. new fixtures and all that so so that's going to be a segment in the best practices construction from USA Curling. When you put the e ceiling yeah. in, get up and check the attic in the summer. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. You might want to stop, start from the top and go down rather than from the uh, bottom and go up. Just, <laughs> a, just a pro tip. Also, so, it, got, it got pretty hot in ahead, here. When we, we had a lot of equipment running in here. At any given time, three, four skid steers, maybe a bulldozer, backhoe, a lot of stuff. Yeah. We had as much air moving as we could, but it wasn't enough. You could barely right. breathe in this place. And uh, uh, Andy Grandjeleski had his brother Derek. So now we're we're looking at three Grandjeleskis. Yeah, that's a lot. So that's when that's when it really gets that's serious. A, that's you a know? room full of Grandjeleski. Yeah, he, he had an old dozer. <laughs> his brother Derek was sitting on it. Uh, <laughs> it's it's like a 1960 do D4, right? Yeah. It's the only thing oh, that would travel in here, really, because uh, it's such so soupy. We had to get it sort of leveled out. Derek's there. And it's chooching black smoke, just straight black coal. And he's sitting on it with a cigarette. And no one else can even breathe in this building. Yeah, it was terrible. And it was, meanwhile, it was 110 degrees in here. And we did that for I'm just days. Gonna, I'm just going to throw out, it was also during COVID. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. COVID couldn't and, survive. Not in there. And, yeah. and it, I guess OSHA never came by, did they? they no, no there's not, for not much for regulations yeah. here. Also, I don't Yeah, know we'll make sure it. that. Real long. No, we'll make sure that that's not covered. No, I'm loving it. Go ahead, Tom. <laughs> being Tom, being the president, he made the the major call. We need to stage all this gravel that we because we took out like three feet worth of of uh, aggregate, just yeah. dirt, gravel, clay. clay, everything. We had to fill it back in. We needed a spot to stage this. We never really thought of asking the city, but we just blocked off an entire street for the whole summer with 40 loads of gravel. <laughs> you couldn't get around it. 
Yeah, it was a lot of gravel. I, mean, I might have got you know, a call from the mayor on that one. Ask for forgiveness, right? That's yeah, all you can yeah. do there. Just you yeah. know, go we did get some cones up, so it was safe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You parked your truck in front of it, you know, yeah. just to yeah, just to make sure. But people it took, know you know, we barrier. we had a couple trucks hauling nonstop uh, when when right. uh, when the gravel site was open, um, and uh, it took us you know probably three weeks to get all the gravel in. Yeah. Um, just because you know if we were going to hire somebody in it was going to just cost so much money so we just plucked right. away at it with some of the farm trucks and when guys could haul they would and stuff so that's kind of why we had to do a staging deal because we ended up putting in how many yards was it a thousand 1300 yards or well something? 40 some loads at like 20 23 yards a yeah. load or so yeah so so yeah, I mean, it was, yeah it was like a thousand yards so, so I wanted to have you guys on because I want to get people enthusiastic about taking on this stuff, and I'm not oh, sure we're, we're doing it yet because this we're sounds not doing so it daunting. Yet? No, no. <laughs> actually, I'm excited. I wish I'd been on the crew last summer. Oh, it was a ride. I'd be of zero help, by the way. I bring all my New Jersey talents, and I'd oh, be of zero help. But uh, yeah, no. I could I could have at least documented and had some laughs. Well, um, this this might help then, Dean. So we got a right. couple we got a couple quotes on the whole project. We were like, hey, yep. you guys come in and do the whole thing. And that, that was before we had a ceiling uh, yeah, dehumidification. This is, this is strictly just floor and cooling plant. This is to go right. from, from us uh, <laughs> leveled out uh, clay and then up. So we would have to yep. still do all the deconstruction and, right. and get it leveled out and stuff like that. So most of the quotes came in a million, <laughs> million two um, to do all this. Yeah. And what i hear you know so. yeah and uh we did it for an absolute <laughs> fraction of that yeah, um sure. a lot of it was a lot of it was donated time and labor and fuel and stuff like that but yeah. um i mean it was uh substantially less than that um for yeah. the deconstruction and stuff it, it, and also I, I think we did a, a good job yeah we, it, it we wasn't just cheap it, it was right. a quality job done cheaply yeah so right. yeah. just right. because our labor and and like yeah, I say, there, time. there must have been some, 10, yeah. 10, 15 pieces of equipment that we didn't pay for. Yeah. Right. Local farmers and business The local owners. farmers had that would bring in, they'd bring yep. it in. And... Let us use it. And so uh, yeah, it was, that was huge. It was, it was big time huge because we wouldn't have been able to pay for a project of that magnitude if no, we would have sure. hired something yeah. in. So, so a, we didn't have an option. Yeah. It's a great community story. Um, yeah. Sorry. And, and it's a great community you, story. We, we've received a tremendous amount of support through, we do a pickup raffle, brings in some money mm -hmm. and surrounding communities have supported this club very, very much. Yeah, it's been awesome. The, the, Dra uh, the Drayton Curling Club can't give enough thanks to like the Grafton Curling Club, the Hallock Curling Club, Stephen Curling Club, Grand Forks Club. We have kind of a cool little community here where they all, everybody supports yeah. each other and it's, it's pretty cool. Yeah. So... So tell me when when did you first open for play? What was your first day of being open? To start um, it would have been like ninth, December 9th of this year, something like that, or twenty twenty one. December ninth, okay. Let and me, then I can, and then I can tell you on the ninth. But no, okay. we're gonna these Gradualeskis want accuracy, so let me. Let well, me yeah, absolutely. Accuracy. No, we gotta verify. It's gotta be verified. Um, well, while you're looking up the date, Tom, I'll ask the other Tom. How's yeah. how's membership and everything been in coming back? Um, you know, having a year off maybe hurt us a little bit, but I think right. we're coming back from it now. Yeah, yep. um, the word is out that our ice is significantly better. Uh, we're able to run 
a lot warmer in our building because our plant will hold. So it's just more right. comfortable for everybody curling. Sure. So yeah, I think there is a resurgence uh, in curling in yeah. our town. And it's coming back for sure. Yeah, that's awesome. It, yeah. yeah, and it's, you know, there's a, there was a lot of buzz around the project because it was yeah. every day there was 10 <laughs> vehicles up, up front, you know, which is unusual for Drake. Sometimes well, and then you block a street with some gravel, you know, it yeah. creates a little buzz, you know. Way, you draw some attention. Way into the early morning hours. Oh, yeah, there was a lot of 2 a.m., 3 a.m., really? you know. Well, once you start it, it's like, well, let's just keep banging on it because you never know. We, most of them are farmers. So it's like the next day, everybody can be back in the field doing something. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. so you just went as hard as we could. Um, by the way, it was November 21st. So we threw the first rocks. So about November the 21st. Rocks, it was so it was a three sheet club, obviously. Myself, Tom Grandjeleski, his cousin Andy Grandjeleski. We all, we had our local, uh, a big supporter of the curling club takes all our pictures and everything like that. She was out to take pictures of the first rocks thrown. So we all lined up in the hacks. Now we had okay. not, we had not test thrown a rock. We hadn't done anything. We all oh, really hadn't even hacks. done like a Dave Stevetag throw from the hack move or something. No, just... we, we had. Uh, so we all get in the hacks. We're expecting. All right. Awesome. ice, Laser beam. Yeah. And we all hogged it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all three of us. <laughs> Full hog. So we, we hogged it down and then we went to the other hacks and we all hogged it coming back. Did you nip it? Did you nip it before this? We, we thought we knew what we were doing. So we called Dave Stavatag after that. He came <laughs> up and uh, our ice has improved since then. Yeah. So, yeah. We oh, actually great. had Dave. Dave came up. Uh, he spent a day with us. And then actually, Sean Olson came up for a day as well. Yeah. Um, he kind of, I mean, he really massaged some stuff. So we're, we're looking at some pretty premier stuff now. Yeah, with uh, Sean Olson is our head ice tech now, and Dave who used to be doing that. Right. You got a pretty good crew to count on there. So exactly, yeah, they, they've been priceless, honestly, because you can call them e either one of those guys and ask them any question, and they they generally yep. have the answer. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so it's been really right. helpful. Yeah, I love listening to those guys talk. I don't understand much of what they're saying, but I love listening. To <laughs> yeah, there's it's like exciting for me, but yeah, I don't absolutely. know what they're talking about. Every once in a while, I catch a term, and that makes me pleased. But um, <laughs> beautiful. So what, what I love too is you guys realize that good ice is a big part of having. A, I mean, a, you know, for too long, so many clubs have been like, "Well, the ice isn't great, but whatever." But exactly. that's when the game gets fun, right? We exactly. we, we focused on. That, that that was our main focus. We said, we've got to have good ice. That's our product we're selling. Yeah. Everything yeah. after that is just icing on the cake. Yep. So right. absolutely put all our efforts into the into the ice. And uh, I think it was the right move. Later on, we'll probably update some other stuff in the clubhouse area. Sure. But, yeah. But definitely ice was number one. Yeah. And it's a great, you know, thing to start with. We do see like some of our clubs, like, like Denver that built from the ground up, they really focused on the ice area, build yeah. out the lounge and everything else later. Um, yeah. but I want to ask you guys, both of you. So apart from the fact that it does sound like you had a bit of fun doing this with, uh, which mm -hmm. I can certainly understand, but, but it's also a huge undertaking. It would have been easy just to say, you know what, I'm going to drive and curl and grafting once a week or something. Oh, absolutely. Sure. Yep. So what, was... what what drove you? What motivated you guys to do this? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> well, we're North Dakota's oldest club. Right. So we were, we were founded in 1901, um, okay. which, you know, is is pretty cool for a small town yeah. Drake, only 800 people. And uh, so what got me fired up was when I was 12 years old, just about 13, uh, I came to an open house here in Drake. And it was basically just all, you know, guys in their mid fifties curling and me, 
and a couple other right. younger kids. But I had an absolute riot. It was so fun. I looked forward to league night. We'd come up Tuesdays and Fridays and Saturdays, and we'd literally just throw rocks, you know, as kids. Yep. And yep. so um, myself, like I just got gotten married or, and was had a couple kids, and I was like, well, I want those kids to have that same opportunity, not to mention everybody else's kids in the community. Um, right. Because the more stuff they're involved in, the better off they are. And so that's what got me fired up. I was like, I want the same opportunity for those guys. And I also want a product out here that Drayton can be proud of because honestly, for so many years, Drayton was known for just their <laughs> garbage ice. I mean, it was like, don't want to curl in Drayton because you probably will never see the other side of the rink. Like you could <laughs> women like we'll quit curling out. shortly thereafter. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was, we lost all of our, all of our women, um, because they couldn't get it to the other end. It was that bad. Yeah. And, uh, so it was to the point where it was like, we, we, we got to go full throttle and do it right. right. So, um, that's, that was my fire. And honestly, we started curling competitively, um, right before this project, Tom Elkrow, myself, uh, Andy Graduleski, Blake Johnson, a couple other members. Yep. And, uh, curling on really good ice that dave and sean had tweaked and modified and made awesome like uh, in bismarck yep. and fargo and grafton um that was what sealed the deal we're like Absolutely. we want this we don't want the right. other stuff <clears throat> right so so yeah, i mean the what... game is just so much more fun and, and and i'm convinced some people say i'm convinced it's more fun for curlers of all levels like at, at my 100%. club you know we used to have used to be super straight till we sanded the rocks and then all of a sudden now Club curlers are making shots that they would have never made before, right? And I mean, right. you know, so it's it's things like that that make a huge difference. And exactly. Hal Crow, the other Tom, yeah. how did what, what motivated you, or did were you just too afraid of Tom here <laughs> so, to turn him down? Uh, yeah, no, I uh, I I didn't start curling very young. Uh, I don't exactly know. It must have been about thirty years old, maybe. I started curling uh -huh. eight years ago, and I just subbed on a on a friend's team one time, and I kind of liked it. And shortly thereafter, our compressor laid down and and i was i was just a subbing member i wasn't even on a permanent team i didn't know anything about it uh but i'm a pretty fair mechanic and the club was out of money and mm -hmm. so they were going to shut it down um, basically that was yeah literally so for years we'd had uh, a company out of canada that had been doing the maintenance on our plant and uh it was so expensive every year it was like ten thousand dollars a year for this little ammonia plant and right. uh it basically sucked us dry. You know, yeah. you do 10 grand a year, yeah, year in and year out. Like we were out of money. That's and, a uh, line and, item. yeah, exactly. So, you know, as somebody had mentioned it to me, they're like, Hey, Tom Elkrow could maybe rebuild it. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I, I did nothing about compressors. <laughs> so, so yeah, I was like, if you think Have you can it. do it, let's, let's <laughs> see what happens. We, we did. I got in contact with uh, this guy, uh, Craig from Minneapolis out of the ammonia house. Great okay. guy, walked me through a lot. Um, it was an ammonia compressor, which I found out quickly that uh, that'll clear a room out. Yeah, it'll <laughs> kill a few people if you don't deal yeah, with it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I'm pretty used to putting on ammonia. I do a lot of anhydrous in the fall for farmers, but okay, but uh, not in an enclosed space. <laughs> right. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. long story short, uh, we we tore it apart myself and uh, Blake Johnson, who's our resident electrician, also a curler, tore it apart, and for a hundred and like. $62 we had the crankshaft rebuilt because yeah. that's what was wrong and put some new parts in and, and it ran for another year yep. 
yep. and it kind of let loose. Yeah, the guy said, I don't guarantee my work. That's probably why I didn't charge a whole lot. <laughs> Turns out there's probably a reason. Why. It, it, was, it was so far gone. He did a great job with what we gave him to work with. And then we got right. another compressor, the exact same thing, uh, used one again, <clears throat> and just but, cut a hole in our wall. Yeah, I think we need to preface that these compressors are really bad. Like they, they were half. They're, they're half. a good compressor. Right. They're still made to this day. They're a good quality compressor. Yeah, they just brought them over on the Mayflower. But they're pretty old and uh, <laughs> not cared for yeah. at all. Right. Yes. Not at all. But yeah, back to tearing the roof or the yeah, ceiling. Our, our little building that the compressor sat in, we had a truck radiator, just literally a radiator out of a truck, cooling our compressor with a box fan tied to it. Uh, <laughs> with not tied. It wasn't even tied. It was like wired. It was, <laughs> yeah, we had a... Uh, a hack plate and a board propping up our roof in the building. It was falling down. Oh it, my gosh. It was really terrible. Uh, yeah. And one light bulb, the other one was broke. Yeah. When I right. when I became president in 2012, <laughs> that was the first thing I did. I changed out the light bulb. <laughs> Put on a new one. I think it was like a 40 took, took on the big jobs. Yeah. So I started really, with the, the big stuff. Yeah. So pri prior I always say as club president, Tom, it's just about <laughs> motivating people. Just getting everybody <laughs> yeah, going. Yeah. 40 you know? watts to 60 watts. You got a delegate so, and you send an example, you change the light bulb yeah, and then you got yeah, Tom but, out there with his head pneumonia compressor yeah. or something. So, you know? so yeah, anyway, we ended up getting the compressor fixed. It broke later on, got another compressor and that one was actually uh, pretty good. Yeah. That was fine. And then that leads us up to the project where we're at now, where we, uh, we're, yeah, we're light years ahead of the cooling oh, system we have. Yeah. But no, so we, the good news we... is the good news is you guys are going to be on my next podcast. Compressor talk. Just oh, hey, yeah, bring it on. I could talk for days about the old filter. <laughs> yeah. <the compressor>. Yep. <laughs> I asked. Sorry, so Tom, much, what were you going to go ahead prior to the compressor breaking? Well, actually, as it was breaking, I didn't know anything about it. I had been in the club more than probably three times. And I right. called Tom. I said, I don't know. This thing doesn't sound quite right. <laughs> and he comes up. We flip the breaker on. He's like, oh, 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 shut it off. It wasn't right. No, we had no, no. bearings left. No. Wow. They were gone. Yeah. Wow. They were gone. So, uh, I mean, but I have so much admiration and respect for you guys for, for and your community for pushing into this because um, yeah, I appreciate that. I know what kind of work this is. It's not easy. And, <laughs> oh, uh, man. And, you know, and before... I before I got the help of all these guys, um, there were still things laying down. Uh, in 2012, we lost uh, we lost our brine pump. Uh, we lost the the drive motor for the the old filter, um, and we had no money. So I literally went to the this place in Grand Forks and was like, "Hey, I need this this 30 horse motor." And they're like, "Well, it's probably gonna be like three grand." So I little I put it on my own credit card, and I was like, "We gotta have it." You know, the, I know the club doesn't have money, but we got to have it. So put it on my own I'm gonna, credit card. I'm going to bet you guys put more than a few things on your own credit card. <laughs> yeah, it was a the, lot of stuff. Tom, Tom especially, he's he provided a lot of uh, equipment through the use of his credit card. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, you know, and it, we all made it right. It's it's all good. But it was just, uh, it was, you did, you did what you had to do at the time to get it to work. And right. uh, we only lost our ice one time. <laughs> um and and that was when i was at a on a snowboarding trip out west uh, i got avalanched in had to buy a car to get back um a thousand dollar car i drove it a thousand miles through the mountains because the ice was gone bought a case of I had, oil before you... I, I bought a case of oil because the car was using oil so bad <laughs> um but uh but i i had to get back because our bond spiel was the next weekend so we had to start over on the ice uh it was literally wow. down to the paint so we we started yeah. over making 
making it all over again. We did it. Uh, we, we got it all ready to play in seven days, which <laughs> I'm going to say, I'd, I'd love to go on a spiel with you guys one day, but I don't know if I want to travel to the spiel with either. Of you. <laughs> it sounds like you're, you're <laughs> yeah. prone to some mishaps. Oh, it's been um, wild in this place. Yeah. <laughs> so we had an old member just, and this is, we, we always kind of joke about it. He used to mess with stuff all the time. He loved just, he'd turn the thermostats off. He'd, crank the heat up he'd turn the plant off like he was always messing with that guy that guy (laughs) so anytime something happens we're like oh rudnick's back (laughs) yeah that was his name rudnick he actually still has i hope he's listening i hope he listens oh yeah (laughs) yeah there's some gremlins around here there's some there's some gremlins so so sean uh when he was here actually he was talking to me about uh he had come here to curl for mixed or something like that it's some Mm -hmm. play downs and he walks in and he said, you know, I thought the clubhouse was really cool. It's all uh, kind of authentic. And he said, I walked out on the ice and it was water. <laughs> it wasn't cool after that. <laughs> this is, not, so this is suboptimal out here. Big, a pretty big change in this club. Yeah. He, he saw it at its worst. So, yeah, well, I, go ahead. I, curled in, I was just say when I curled in high school, it was not unusual to show up for league night and it, there'd be water out there. So you'd, you'd yeah. throw it literally as hard as you could and it would never get there so the only way you could get it there is to throw it where it would wobble <laughs> so it literally be going like this down the ice and then you could actually get it to the end but but normally you just destroyed what ice was there by doing that oh well, it's just about yeah. slush it was basically slush yeah so you're at the other end you, you got to throw the wobbler give me yeah, the wobbler yeah. Yep, exactly. Oh my god! And then on top of that, all the rocks ended up against the wall because right. it was slanted so badly. Yeah. So you had to wobble yeah. against the curve. It was wild. I'll, I was. I wasn't part what, of that. I just heard the stories. But. Yeah. When I talk, I, I always think I'm like passionate about curling. Like I love the game. I would do just about anything for it. But when I talk to people like you guys, I'm like, no, there's another level. There's a next <laughs> yeah, level. Yeah. But, You're uh, not joking. Not, I don't know if I'm at. I don't know if I. I don't know if I'd ever curl a place where I had to throw the wobbler. So, oh, but, yeah. uh, but that was we didn't know any different, you know. That sure, was, yeah, that's it. Reality, was just right? like it was just like guys that do like the outdoor spiels, you know. They don't know any different. Yeah. Um, so like it was just fun then, you know. Um, but uh, but that's when when I curled in Grand Forks, the ten years that I was gone, that's what did it. That's what it was like. Right. Holy, there's a totally different ball game left out here. Yeah, there's a whole different sport out there, really, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. So, yeah. Yep. Well, I'll tell you what, my. Uh, <laughs> I have a, I, I go up, I, I have a family summer place in Blind River, Ontario, sort of between Sudbury and Sault Ste. Marie. And, and the inside of the club looks a little bit like yours. And uh, there's a real community spirit. It's not a big town either. It's not 800, but it's like 3,500. But so I love clubs like yours. I also love that, you know, that you guys leaned into it here and you're, you know, it's a, it's a great story about a small town club that's successful. And, and we don't, we don't have enough of those right now. And I'm happy to, right. to, to promote it and make sure people know about it. So tell me what you guys have coming up. Cause maybe, you know, I can, you know, spiels, et cetera, events, oh, yeah, Do you have anything planned. Well, so we, uh, for the first time ever, obviously we're going to have a summer bond spiel, um, the third weekend in July, July 21st through the 24th. Um, it's already full. Uh, we've got eight on the waiting list. Um, it wow. filled up almost immediately. Like, like we were saying before, like the surrounding communities just, jump at that stop which has been awesome uh we have right. a, a pickup raffle where we sell 300 raffle tickets um we sell 350 of them and that's been huge for yeah. our club i mean it's been you know this will be the fourth year you know and uh it's 
basically made it made this whole thing possible for us yeah um but uh but yeah and then we also have our winter bond spiel which is uh right around the first weekend of yeah. december early december yeah, yeah the 10th is that right the catfish spiel where's the catfish, catfish spiel, spiel. Oh. catfish capital yeah. and bond spiel uh, all right is it really the catfish capital drink oh. he's gonna grab the trophy yeah and drink oh my gosh sure capital go. of the north really so, yep yep um so yeah this is the this is the trophy if you want your name on it that's that's the girl oh i like that actually that is one i'd like to have my name on right oh so oh, i'm gonna yeah. have to make a trip because you know, one of these in the nation <laughs> right here catfish is it the catfish open what is it it's a uh, yeah catfish uh, capital open bond spiel all right yeah well hey guys i i love talking to you um and i know tom we're gonna be dealing you guys are getting new rocks we're working with you on right. that and um i would encourage anybody to to look you guys up and uh absolutely um i'm sure you'll be open to if people have questions about hurdles and everything else uh, oh you faced a few of them 100%. i don't think everybody has the same access to labor that you did but uh <laughs> it's a tremendous story and i want to thank you both for joining us and uh, i hope you know, um, you know, Olympics underway. I hope maybe you get a little more interest in your area and people realize they have a great, basically new facility right in their backyard. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. We, we appreciate you having us on. It's uh, we're always looking for the next step. Like, how do we get how do we get to that next step of publicity and people knowing about us? And I mean, for so many years, people would drive by this place and thought it was just a place to change tires. You know, like nobody <laughs> knew what it was. Literally, it was. It was right behind a place that changed tires. Yeah. It, it looks like a faucet <laughs> they held tires in. Yeah. And there's a little do tiny you have a new sign. sign? Gonna, do you have a new sign now? I'm going to ask you that. Do you have a new yeah, sign? Yeah, we got a big, right. big sign. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Good. All so, right. Hey, guys, thanks very much. Uh, enjoy the, you know, your new facility. And, and I hope it's buzzing the next, especially over the next month, uh, reach out with any, uh, needs. Well, not any needs. I don't have, I don't have the, I'm not putting something on my credit card for you, but reach out. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, Sweet. and, uh, it's a real pleasure to talk to you. Absolutely. Dean. Appreciate it. Thank you. That was Tom Graduleski and Tom Halcrow from the Drayton Curling Club in North Dakota. And that was fun. You'll find some bonus audio about the club and its approach to advertising sales after this. Just wait until the music ends to hear it. I'm Dean Gemmel, Director of Curling Development at USA Curling, and I hope you'll reach out to me with suggestions for future episodes or to share ideas that can help grow our game. Email me at dean.gemmel at usacurling.org. And remember to visit the USA Curling website to find news, get results, watch web streams, or check out some of the latest USA Curling merchandise and apparel. Be a member, be a supporter, be a fan, but stay involved in the sport you love. I'm going to bring it a little closer just before we close here. Oh, yeah, good. I'll give you a little better shot of uh all right oh, that is better actually that it really does look great now you guys have I, I commented before we started on the theater seating on the side yep in the picture i saw online there were couches that you actually moved out but i, I did love <laughs> the idea of a little of a between yeah. end nap so but the theater yeah. seating looks yeah. great we've uh we've and tried to class it up a little bit um it does look classy couches were good but they the mice just took them over <laughs>
Yeah. Also does give it a little bit of a bachelor pad vibe, the couches. Yeah. So yeah. I think, yeah. I think yeah. the theater right. seating classed it up. Yeah. yeah. You know what's been, uh, not to keep going here, Dean, but what's been huge for us are the, those in-ice advertisements. Oh, yeah. We didn't talk about that, actually. Let's let's do it real quick. We can just say, yeah. so I see a lot of in-ice advertising in your rings. And, and, and how did that work for you? And advertising on the sideboards, the side yeah. walls as well. You know, to be honest, uh, we kind of dropped the ball on it for a few years. Um, it was it was stagnant. Nobody was really taking taking the reins on it. And I just started asking people. I just would, you know, businesses that I worked with and stuff like that. I just would say, hey, like, would you want to sponsor us? And so it all started on the on the walls, four by fours and four by eights. We've done those for years. And then finally, when we got to a point where our ice was nice enough, it was like, hey, let's get some in ice in. And we had uh, right. um, a local sign maker that does the mesh so she's like well i can bang them out for 75 bucks so um we were like well let's you know let's charge a a a good fair number for everybody and it's been absolutely amazing for us um yeah i mean you have a lot out there it's great yeah yeah we've got 60 67 wall signs 36 in ice advertisements we got six houses um and then not to mention um the back signs there um so yeah i mean we're we're it's been phenomenal. I mean, it's a lot of work putting them in, but it's worth it. it yeah, that that draws on the the community support and surrounding community yeah. support. This is all pretty local within thirty mile radius right. mm-hmm. of us, so we we get a lot of help from from other businesses. Yeah, it goes along. I do have to ask. I do have to ask Graduleski. Were you the sales guy or your brother? Because you're. You, I want to know how these sales so, went down. <laughs> you you can. There's two ways. You can go about it. With there are Tom. some Rico either, statutes I might have to talk about. <laughs> you either you either just buy a sponsorship right away, or right. You buy it later because he's, he's not going to give up. So, so right. just give in right away. It's, it's yeah. more payments. It's easier. Oh man, there's there's guys honestly, Dean, that I worked on for years, <laughs> hundreds right. of text messages. Like I, I'm relentless. Yeah. Which and you know, and I even say it with with memberships, I'm always like. You know, we, I like to say we use abrasive encouragement, <laughs> like come on up to I the like curling that. club, come on up to the curling club, you know, all the time. <laughs> um, there was, there was actually one sponsor out there. Um, they told me that they wanted a four by four and I sent them an email back saying, no, <laughs> uh, we want, we want a house. And she was like, okay, well, we'll do a four by eight. And I said, no. And this went, went on for months. And finally I sent her this huge email saying, Oh, I'm just going to call your, the owner of the company. Cause I actually know who he was. I'm like, I'm just going to call him and see what he thinks within minutes. She sent me an email back apologizing. And she's like, I would love to have a, an in-house advertisement. That sounds great. You know, it's rare he's Italian and working with the mob or something like that. Unbelievable. Stuff. I swear. I swear. When I come to the catfish spiel, I am yes. sending my entry fee check in very early, very promptly, <laughs> right away. Uh, but, but honestly, like it's, it looks so good. And I know like that, the, like this, the reason why I pushed so hard is because it was a John Deere dealership, a local one. Right. And we yeah, had yeah. another, we had another John Deere dealership, not a non-local one do a house sponsor. So I was like, man, this would be so cool if we could have two John Deere houses on this end, you know, here's the local one, here's right. the other one. Like I thought it was going to be awesome. So that's why I pushed so hard for that type of stuff. Cause it's just like, and, and people come in and they see this huge tractor on the house and they, everyone's just like, that is so awesome. I'll give them a little- I love it. Hit me, hit me with that term you used again for Mark for aggressive. What's it? What was it? Abrasive encouragement. Uh, uh, abrasive encouragement. Abrasive encouragement. 
That's yeah. going to be a new marketing document from USA Curling. Right. Yeah, it's kind of hard to see that. Right. Well, there we go. Wow, that's quite a house. That's awesome. Yeah, that's pretty pretty darn sweet. Wow. You can't. I don't know how I'm drawing the eight foot there, but uh, I like it. <laughs> well, I'll draw oh, to the. I like the, the right dollars there. it represents exactly, <laughs> as much as anything. <laughs> 